following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067. Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goins and Carter Bird. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7. Auburn Opelika, sports leader. Happy Thursday, everybody. Hope you're doing well on what is yet again a rainy, stormy day in the Auburn Opelika area. I'm tired of the rain, first of all. I'm tired of the thunderstorms, man. I didn't sleep last night because of thunder, lightning. I mean, it's just been ridiculous. Somebody, uh, Mother Nature has taken out uh, her anger on us here in Auburn Opelika. So I hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all staying safe in all this crazy weather. Uh, This is the Thursday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. I'm Jacob Goins. Alongside me, as always, is Carter Bird. Uh, We have a very, very busy show today, Carter. Just so many things to talk about when it comes to Auburn football recruiting and then, of course, the 2024 schedules for the SEC. Yeah, I mean, it feels like a lot of stuff has taken place since we went off the air uh, yesterday. And, of course, that momentum for for Auburn on the trail has continued, and then also uh, we don't even know how the schedule fully sets up in terms of like order and dates and everything. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's maybe the second easiest Auburn schedule since I've been alive. Yeah, it seems like Auburn maybe actually got the the good end of the stick for once in in scheduling and so we'll talk about that coming up here all show long. We're joined by Lance Dahl in hour number one of Locked on Kentucky and Auburn Daily. So Lance, it's good to see you brother. How are you man? Happy Thursday. I'm doing good. You mentioned the weatherman. I I, I think two days ago is the closest I've ever been in my entire life to a lightning strike and and like you said it's been kind of weird with all the flooding and the raining recently so yeah, it's been a been a wild couple of days. Also with the SEC schedule released, really excited to talk with you guys about that. Yeah, well, we will definitely talk about the schedule release. We'll talk about Auburn football uh, recruiting as the dominoes have begun or began to fall. Uh, we saw a couple late last week. We've got one late this week. As of uh, today, we saw and, and look, we knew we knew or had a good feeling. I should say we had a good feeling Auburn was going to pick up a recruit. We had a good feeling it was going to be this guy, uh, but in recruiting you just never know and this is one that uh, Auburn was they were in on but they were not the favorites on for a long long time and then all of a sudden you bring him on campus you impress the young man and Auburn gets a true flip Auburn gets a true win over Georgia and Kirby Smart with the four-star linebacker Joseph Phillips out of uh, Tuskegee he commits to play for Hugh Freeze and Auburn I mean this it won't go on paper as a flip, but the the change in the last four days has been amazing because if the stuff on these Georgia message boards is true, he had graphics, commitment stories ready to go to Georgia, mm-hmm. and that's why Georgia uh, beat writers and everybody, they were so confident that Joseph Phillips was going to commit to Georgia he obviously comes to campus uh, here in Auburn this past weekend. 
and Hugh and Josh Aldridge and that staff did such an amazing job to change his mind. And here we are, not that many days later, and he's an Auburn commit. Yeah. And now this Auburn class has real significant momentum. And I'm really curious to see how how long before the next guy jumps on board because it could be pretty soon well lance you're a contributor for auburn daily your thoughts on on joseph phillips what is this the the eighth commit now in the 2024 class for auburn yeah and auburn has moved up to now 28th nationally in the 24 7 sports recruiting rankings moved from 36 to 28th after this commitment uh phillips on his own obviously a very very talented prospect out of tuskegee like you mentioned but i think the significance here like uh, Carter mentioned is the fact that this was a flip from Kirby Smart, and it, it really does send a message, I, I think, as to what this coaching staff is going to be about on the recruiting trail and what they're going to be doing moving forward compared to what this staff was uh, just a couple of seasons ago. I mean, it is just night and day, and there's there, it's there are, I don't think, enough words to describe just how different Auburn recruiting feels right now uh, as opposed to about a year and a half or so ago. So I'm, I'm very excited about this pickup in, in Phillips. You can't let somebody from your own, your own backyard get away uh, to a place like Georgia. Auburn's let that slip a few times over the past couple of years. This one they were able to secure uh, second highest rated player in Auburn's class as of right now. And then like Carter said, this is where I think the momentum starts to begin. And you have to ask the question, who's going to be the next guy to hop on board? And as of right now, is there a target right now that Auburn's looking at that they could be pushing for to get following Joseph Phillips? Do you know? Well, with, I mean, I think there's a couple of names. And I think with with guys that are known that have been on campus, right, because we've seen all of, the, all of the camps, we've seen the seven-on-sevens, we've seen the official and unofficial visiting list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there are just so many guys that Auburn has built this, this relationship with. And I think that was a big part of why Auburn landed Joseph Phillips. They were one of the first people in the door for him. Uh, you mentioned how he's a hometown kid. He's from Tuskegee, right down the road. And... Look, this is a guy, you cannot say it any better than this, this is a guy that Georgia and Kirby Smart, they wanted Mm -hmm. him. They desperately wanted him. They were doing everything they could to get him. And Carter, you said it, and I think it's true, up until this past weekend, he was a Georgia guy. He He was a Georgia, he was going to be a Georgia commit. They thought that, he thought that, Auburn thought that. But they didn't give up. They got him on campus this past, this last couple of days, and he fell in love with it. And here's a quote from him, from Joseph Phillips, the four-star linebacker that committed to Auburn. And I think this is a fantastic quote. It's from Christian Clemente Mm -hmm. uh, from Auburn 247. It says, quote, this is from Joseph Phillips. He said, Georgia, yes, I'm their guy, but they've got 10 other guys too, either on the roster or guys that are going to come in. He said, Auburn said, I'm their guy, and they've got maybe two or three on their roster right now. I'm that guy coming in. It's going to be playing time, good coaching, and I'm going to have the opportunity to show my talent. It's just going to be up to me to do something with it. And that's something we, and in, in, in quote, that's something we've talked about, where Hugh Freeze and this staff and Josh Aldridge, when it comes to the linebackers or anybody on the position group, you can use that to your advantage. The fact that you're not as stacked and talented as Alabama and Georgia, mm-hmm. where you can get to the living room of Joseph Phillips and yep. say, yeah, Georgia's a great place, but you're going to be five or six on the depth chart. Come play for me in 24. You'll be our dude in the, in the linebacker room. Yeah, and it's the fact that 
This is big because he's so close to Auburn, and he's an in-state kid, and you're keeping him in that immediate kind of radius around Auburn. That's why a guy like Cam Coleman at Central is so big, because if you're able to keep him, then you can start to put up a fence kind of around the the area immediately surrounding Auburn. Say, hey, Mm -hmm. whoever comes out of Auburn High, Opelika, Central, or any of the surrounding schools, you're going to have to come toe-to-toe with us and beat us in our backyard. And those schools put out a lot of talent. We've Mm -hmm. seen it over the years, and I think it's very important to build up those inroads. Joseph Phillips is a great example of that. Um, Lance, you brought up who could potentially be next. I mean, I look at a guy like DJ Barber Yep, uh, out of Clay Chalkville. Another linebacker, which wouldn't that be something? Because I've kind of been on this, um, kind of been in this mindset. We know what he did in the transfer portal. Josh Aldridge did mm-hmm. the the new linebackers coach. We heard we've heard great things, but I really didn't know there for a little bit when the when the first linebacker high school commit would come yep. and how it would start to to kind of play out. It felt like Joseph Phillips was going somewhere else. This is a great win. And then DJ Barber, if you go back-to-back there, then you've got significant momentum. I think that would go a long way to for Auburn fans to be like, oh, okay, this is why this guy is the linebacker's coach at Auburn. And this is that potential we heard so much about. And I'll ask this question to both of you. When's the last time Auburn went head-to-head with Georgia for a recruit and won? My mind goes to Derek Derek Brown. Brown. It's been six years since then. Derek Brown. And and, and think about how big of a win that That was, was obviously. obviously, Right. I mean, not comparing Phillips to Derek Brown because you just don't know. But, yeah, Derek Brown was was a huge win. And the fact that this is – look, this was not a situation, and I want to hear from Lance on this too, this is not a situation with Phillips where – Georgia was in, but then the interest started fading or Georgia backed off or even Phillips started backing off from Georgia. That did not happen, folks. That did not occur. Georgia wanted him desperately, and he was going to go to Georgia if Auburn didn't get him on campus a week ago. And then he fell in love. He fell in love with the team and the the coaches and the staff and and just everything about Auburn. And this was a true flip for Phillips in the linebacker room for Auburn. Yeah, I, I believe there's another quote out there. It might actually be from Clemente. I was trying to find it earlier about how Phillips said he was quite literally, he was made up, he had his mind made up on Tuesday that he was going to Georgia. And something has happened over the past 24 hours to just make him decide, you know, I, I'm going to actually go play for the Tigers. And I think a large part of that had to do with the fact of what you read there is that he believes that he can come in and he can make an impact uh, immediately and he's got an opportunity to do so. And uh, two things here. First of all, I think that something I saw on Twitter earlier that was interesting, Alvin Henderson quote tweeting uh, Phillips and, and saying War Eagle, you know, that, yep. that commitment may be coming at some point in the future, I there could assume. Go. But um, Is, That one's weird to me because you saw him come on his visit this past weekend. You saw mm-hmm. the, he po- him posting the pictures of himself with Hugh Freeze, and he has all those great quotes about Hugh Freeze and Cadillac and how whenever Cadillac wants him back on campus, he's there, no questions asked. All this stuff. Auburn has all the momentum. Auburn's the favorite. A couple crystal ball picks go into Alvin Henderson, and then he puts out this tweet being like, 
oh, I don't, I'm not leaning anywhere. I'm 100 percent open. Right. Like mm-hmm. that's like I don't think that's exactly what people are saying. I thought it was an interesting reaction to then immediately follow it up with jo- Joseph Phillips is on board. Quote tweet it yeah. with a bunch of eagle and, em- emojis. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm, Henderson, I don't know when the, what the timeline looks like for him. I, I just think that what's happening with him, like Carter said, is very interesting. And then to kind of go back to what you were saying uh, about Auburn, you know, actually flipping these recruits and the pitch kind of being, you can come in and you can make an impact because you know we aren't as loaded as other places. That's kind of been the pitch for a couple of years now, and I think it just speaks, it's a testament to this coaching staff's ability to recruit, <laughs> as yeah. opposed to some of the Auburn staffs of years past. Shocker, and I know. To sell like a vision exactly. and a plan. It's been the same thing. And it's, just effort. Exactly. Just maybe put a little put a little effort in there, you know, mm-hmm. actually go and talk to these guys instead of sitting in your office all day. <laughs> and maybe go to a high school that... Is relatively is close it to you. High school, yeah, yeah be literally. Pretty, be pretty well, neat. listen to these stats about Phillips, a four-star linebacker. As a junior in his first year of varsity football, let me say that again. As a junior in his first year of playing varsity high school football, had 75 tackles, 19 tackles for loss, mm. nine sacks, four fumble recoveries, and two forced fumbles. He also caught 29 passes for 336 yards and six touchdowns. So throw that in the mix, too. Don't think you'll be playing on the There's offensive side of the ball at all. 240 pounds. I, I love it. Yeah, six foot, what, six foot two, 240? The guy can make plays on the defensive side of the football. I love the versatility of the linebackers coming into this defense with Ron Roberts. Desperately you've, needed. You've got Demario Tolan, the six foot, 205 pound linebacker, the speedy guy who can be your sideline to sideline kind of guy but then you've got a few absolute just thumpers dudes who are six foot six two 235 240 245 it's going to be interesting it it feels kind of like what Auburn is doing in the wide receiver room where you go out and you get uh, a Caleb Burton, who's kind of more of a slot guy. You already had some smaller guys on the roster. You go get a Bryce Kane this week, but you also go get uh, Shorter. You go get um, Hooks. You go mm-hmm. get these guys that are bigger, longer receivers that will probably be uh, more contested catch guys. It's going to be very interesting. It feels like this this roster is getting built out where – at different positions, there's going to be a lot of versatility. You can talk about the defensive line, how so many of those guys can play up and down that defensive line. The running back room, everybody brings something different to the table. I'm intrigued. I really well, am. Well, think about it. I'm glad you brought up the receivers because when we were talking about Auburn, whether it be in the transfer portal or or in the high school recruiting ranks, we started just going through the positions. It's like, okay, you had to get your transfer quarterback and your high school quarterbacks. You got them. Then it was like, okay – Auburn's got to get some receivers to throw the football to because there's just not a lot here. They did that. They got some through the portal, and they got some high school ones, and they're going to continue to do that. What was the next room that we said had to be addressed? It was the linebackers' room, guys. It was the linebackers because there was just nothing there. They were so thin last year. Sure, they brought in a few, but they needed help down the road, and I think I have a pretty good feeling that Joseph Phillips, a four-star linebacker, is going to be a guy you will see on the field early and often in an Auburn uniform with the AU on the side of his helmet. I just think this is going to be a really, really good player. And again, you didn't just get some some rando uh, in high school recruiting. You got a guy 
that the two-time defending national champions desperately wanted on their roster, and you convinced him that this is the better place to be for him. And, and, and I'm not saying that in a bad way, but you flipped him. You absolutely flipped him. You won the battle, and this can be a huge stepping stone for Hugh Freeze and Auburn to say, look, this guy did it. Others can do the same. I'm looking forward to seeing this guy at linebacker, but I'm also looking forward at some point just randomly in the middle of a game seeing him on a seam route in a, as, as a tight end. I'm here for catching it. Catching a touchdown I'm here just out for of the it. blue. Because I think that, you know, give it, that will be a question, I think, at some point during fall camp that's asked by the media to Hugh Freeze talking about Joseph Phillips. Like, do you think we could see him catching a pass or two uh, if he was that good in high school? So I'm, I'm excited to see what this man can do because clearly he's an athlete. You want him to be Stud. like uh... – Mike Vrabel with the with the Patriots catching touchdown passes yes. on the uh, goal line. Yes, that would be so nice. I would love to see that. <laughs> Anything but, different, absolutely. Let's put him. Well, we can't put him in a, a, a CJ Uzoma type of role because he's not that tall. But we could definitely we could definitely run some routes with this kid. We yeah, could put, put him at fullback on the goal line. There you oh, go. And then sneak him out in the flat and hit him for a yeah. touchdown or two. There's so many things we could do with this. Just put us on the coaching staff. Yeah, we that's, can that's it what out. I was about to say. Let us, <laughs> let's let us call goal line plays. That's right. Hey, three three four. 321-1390 is the number to get you through to us. We want to hear from you, your thoughts on Auburn's third commit of the week, including this one today, the four-star linebacker Joseph Phillips from Tuskegee, uh, the second-highest recruit in Auburn's 2024 class. We want to hear from you, our listeners, 334-321-1390. We'll talk some more recruiting when we come back then. Later on here in this hour, we'll talk SEC scheduling as the 2024 uh, opponents were released. We'll talk about who... Who made out really well and who should be disappointed by their 2024 SEC schedules? All that coming up here on the Thursday edition of On the Line. Right near you, there's something big happening. Seniors from all over League and Russell Counties are gathering at senior centers and having a great time. With activities and hot meals provided by the Lee Russell Council of Governments, there are eight senior centers throughout our area. One close to you in Auburn, Opelika, Beulah, Bochapoca, Smith Station, Hertzboro, Phoenix City, and Fort Mitchell. If you're lonely or need a break, visit a senior center. It can be a game changer for people age 60 and over. Open Monday through Friday, 9 to 1, having activities, a nutritious hot meal, exercise, information, and fellowship with other older adults may be just what you need to brighten your days. Transportation is free from your home and back by LRPT. Just call ahead to schedule. There's so much good happening at senior centers. Find out how you or a senior you care about can participate, or you can volunteer. Call Lee Russell Council of Governments, 334-749-5264. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. Visit FanDuel.com slash play. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. one 1-800- 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. 
Kia of Auburn is deeply honored to be named the best place to buy a new car in Auburn Network's 2023 Best of Auburn Opelika promotion. Thank you to all those who voted for us, and thank you to our entire staff. We value your daily commitment to excellence and customer service. This month, we're featuring the 2023 Kia Telluride. The Telluride comes in 10 trim levels, so there's one specifically to fit your lifestyle. Shop us online at KiaOfAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. Did you know that electrical fires cause over 51,000 home fires in the U.S. each year? And in Alabama, electrical issues contribute to 10% of residential fires. Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air is committed to protecting you and your loved ones from electrical hazards. Our expert electricians will perform a thorough inspection, ensuring your home is up to code and free from potential risks. Call Dixie today and sleep soundly knowing that your home is safe. Remember, electrical safety starts with you. License number 15033. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. All right, back inside the studio here at ESPN 1067 for the Thursday edition of On the Line. He's Carter Bird. I'm Jacob Goins. We're joined by Lance Dahl in our number one here on the Thursday edition of On the Line. Lance, host of Locked On Kentucky and contributor for Auburn Daily. Plug everything you got. I know I just said them, but plug it. Tell everybody where they can go and find all your stuff. I've got a more pressing matter to get to here real quick. I just We just got news in the studio that a Guthrie's here in Auburn, Alabama has apparently shut down. <laughs> I'm really sad about that because I like Guthrie's a lot. Anyway, you can follow me There's on Twitter. There's a brand new one, though. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, but that's downtown. You got to go like it's another balanced. mile. like <laughs> just Perfectly balanced is all things. No, is I, it balanced, though? Give me all of the Guthrie's. You could have one on every corner. Is that your? I, I assume that's your favorite chicken plates of the um, 17 different ones that are in Auburn? This is another segment that we could dive into where we could tier list the chicken places And it wouldn't Auburn. be the first time it's been done. Like, Not on this show, but... It's like, so you want... Guthrie's in Auburn to be like when you go to Boston and there's a Dunkin' Donuts, there's two on every block. I wouldn't be mad at that. And that's a, that's that's <laughs> legitimate too. So you can follow me on Twitter at LanceDaw underscore. Check out the Locked On Kentucky podcast wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube. Subscribe there. I'd appreciate it. Even if you don't watch it, go subscribe. Uh, and then you can check out all of my written work over at AuburnDaily.com. And we'll be talking a little Kentucky. We'll throw them in when we talk about the 2024 SEC schedules. Uh, the opponents that were released yesterday from the SEC. We'll talk about that coming up uh, in about six minutes or so at the bottom of the hour, but want to uh, continue talking a little bit of football recruiting uh, for Auburn because they did pick up their third recruit commit of the week, Joseph Phillips, the four-star linebacker. We'd love to hear from our listeners, 334-321-1390. Your reaction to it's finally happened, right? News in the recruiting world is finally happening for Auburn. It seemed like, yeah, it, it did seem like it had hit hit a a stalling point where you sat on that five number for a while but here you are you pick up three within a week and we talked about the domino effect the snowball effect whatever you want to call it we talked about it Christian Clemente of Auburn 247 talked about it just about everybody in the Auburn media world has been saying just wait on the first one and good things will happen and so far that's the that's exactly what is the case Oh, yeah. I mean, and I, I am curious to hear from our uh, listeners because I know, I know there's one guy out there, Terry, who I'm sure is very fired up about this and, and wants to... Uh, I think everybody's probably fired up about it. Yeah. I mean, like I said, they, the, 
our listeners and people on Twitter and just Auburn fans in general have been, they've been asking for, right? They, they are like, all right, we've been talking all this, you know, recruiting buzz and that Hugh Freeze is doing all these great things, but you're not getting anybody to commit what's happening. But then we just said, hold on, right? Hold on, be patient. Good things are going to happen. And not only have you picked up three commits this week, you get probably the biggest one so far with Joseph Phillips, and I just don't think we can we cannot exaggerate enough how much of a win on on the recruiting trail it was for Joseph Phillips to choose Auburn over Georgia. And then you have to give credit to, and also y'all, I, I would assume that y'all talked about this on yesterday's show. You know, Bryce Kane, Kinsley Faustin. Mm-hmm. I mean, this has been a great stretch here for Auburn in terms of recruiting mm-hmm. and. I, I'm not sitting here saying that you know Auburn's going to now from here on out just start to stockpile recruits because they got Joseph Phillips, but it certainly does help. Like you said, it's not it's it's what what we said at the beginning of the show. It's less about and it's significant as well. It's less about Joseph Phillips as an individual player, and he's a very very talented player. It's more about the message and the statement that it sends to not just Georgia but to the rest. I think of the SEC when it comes to recruiting the state of Alabama. Auburn's got to be able to stay home, and I understand that Brian Harson during his tenure, his philosophy, uh, I guess, was to either not recruit or to recruit nationally, so to speak, is kind of what we were saying at the beginning of his tenure. But Auburn needs to stay home. All right, so I, w- I want to bring that up. Because I, <laughs> when you started going in, in that direction, for somebody that recruited nationally, mm-hmm. how many national recruits did he land? Like outside of the Auburn typical Auburn f- footprint? Because I can tell you of two well, I mean, I, I guess you could say Jeffrey Imba, who is a sure. junior college from France. That's, <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's recruiting technically global. internet. That's, that's, <laughs> that is. Uh, th- I think that has more to do with. I think once you go to a junior college like Independence, you're a little bit more open to going wherever, especially because there's absolutely nothing in Independence, Kansas. Right. Um, yeah. But so, okay, Jeffrey Imba, I will give Brian Harson that one. I can come up with like two, and that's it. So to answer your question, let's just look at Auburn's 2022 class here real quick. They had five commits from Bama, four from Georgia, three from Florida, two from Louisiana, and then they had one each from California, Nebraska, and Texas. And I just went and picked a random Auburn recruiting class. I just picked the 2017 one. They had one from Colorado, District of Columbia, Illinois, and Texas. Uh, Washington, D.C., obviously, District of Columbia. But so, yeah, it's not... not, uh, anything special but Brian we Hart know we know that man where is the talent in high school football it's in the southeast man mm-hmm. it's in the southeast and look you can you can say whatever you want the talent is down here the talent is in the state of alabama we just saw the best class ever come through the state of alabama on high school football and i think you're going to see it again in 24 25 and possibly 26 with the guys that are coming through so there's no reason to be not saying there aren't good talent in California or Ohio or New York or wherever, but there's no reason 90% of your rosters should not be from the Southeast if you're in Auburn, if you're Auburn football. You've had two really good classes back to back, Jacob. Over under 
or just give me a number, how many times do you think in the state of Alabama has some high school football fan said, what are they feeding these kids, man? What's going on down <laughs> Over, here? Over under 1.5 million. Yeah, it's been a lot. It's probably been But a it's point. true. I mean, yeah, you look around. Why Michigan and Jim Harbaugh came down and had that satellite camp down yeah, in the south. It's a great point. The, They're the, infiltrating. Yeah, that the uh, SEC coaches got so so fired up about they it. They were butthurt about Saban it. Saban and Kirby. Saban and Kirby, yeah. Because they were like, all right, this ain't cool. But, yeah, there's a reason you're coming down here. And it's nice to see Auburn going after kids, not just in the southeast, not just in the state of Alabama, but kids that are right down the road. And Joseph Phillips is from Tuskegee. want to read you this other quote really, really quick. When asked about Auburn getting its third commitment of the week, he said, embrace it. It's just one step to the bigger goal. This is just the beginning. So the recruits understand the exact message that Hugh Freeze has been sending to the Auburn fans. Stay tuned. We'll talk SEC scheduling for 2024 when we come back. to better serve you. Proverbs 133 says, but whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. Hi, I'm Kevin Flanagan from The Edge Daily. I've seen news stories telling us that gun sales around the country are higher than ever before. I read an article the other day about a group of ladies who all decided that with the way the world is today, they needed to buy guns. Both of these show that people are fighting for their safety and feel the need to be able to protect themselves. Hey, it's a frightening time. I'm not getting into the pro or anti-gun opinions in this devotion. I'm just interested in us reflecting for a moment on where true safety is found. I hunt a little, but if I needed either of my hunting guns quickly, I'd be out of luck. I seldom remember exactly where they are or where the ammo is. What I do know is where my true safety lies. The Bible promises in many places that God's looking out for me as I look to and live in the reality of His truth. He tells me how to live and walk wisely. As I do that and as I place my trust firmly in Him, He guarantees my safety. It's not magic. It's faith in his presence and power. There are many stories of his followers who found themselves in desperate situations, and he orchestrated their rescue. He loves to rescue his children. Today, find your safety in the hands of the Almighty and live in peace. Daniel 6.27 says, he rescues and he saves. A shout out to these Edge partner companies, Domino's, Point Broadband, and the Auburn Network. Now, go be the Edge. Roger Good here with Workout Anytime. The entire staff and I would like to thank you, the Auburn Opelika community, for voting for us the best gym for 2023. We couldn't do it without our amazing team and support from the community. Thank you for trusting us. Workout Anytime, best gym 2023. Long drives with the windows down, family road trips where memories are made. At Pig Enterprises, we know how important those sweet summertime moments are, and we want to provide the vehicle that turns these moments into memories. With over 100 vehicles to choose from and the easiest, quickest buying experience you've had, the only hard part will be deciding where to take off to next. Shop in person or online while soaking in the sun at PIGGENT.com. Pig Enterprises, your no sweat, no stress, number one dealership in the state. Come to Pig Enterprises and get a squeal of a deal. 
Bending, stretching, walking. The simple moves in life are a real challenge with joint pain. When that happens, the Orthopedic Clinic is here to help. The Orthopedic Clinic offers a comprehensive range of restoring services, from total and partial joint replacement to bone health programs, physical therapy, and sports medicine. With offices conveniently located in Auburn and Opelika, the Orthopedic Clinic is close to home and here to help you stay in motion. Visit theorthoclinic.com to schedule your appointment today. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz and Carter Bird on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. 30 minutes into hour number one here on the Thursday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds it at the back. He's Carter Bird. I'm Jacob Goetz. We're joined by Lance Dahl in studio of Locked On Kentucky and Auburn Daily. We've been talking Auburn football recruiting as they pick up their third commit of the week with four-star linebacker Joseph Phillips. We'll talk some more about that coming up in hour number two. But the big news uh, around SEC around college football is the 2024 opponents have been released. Uh, yes, we did get some leaks yesterday and had an idea. Uh, and actually, when I was running the board for the drive yesterday, we almost got Auburn's complete schedule. We we were one game off, and we'll talk about what that is and what Auburn's schedule is. And so we want to hear your reactions from our listeners. 334-321-1390. How do you feel about Auburn's opponents in 2024? How do you feel about other teams' opponents coming up in 2024 when Texas and Oklahoma get to the SEC? Now, remember, we don't have the actual schedules yet. We don't know when Auburn and all these other teams will actually play each other. We just know who they'll play and where they will play at. And so, again, um, give us a call. We want to hear your reactions to to Auburn's uh, opponents and other SEC teams' opponents as well. 334-321-1390. Guys, I'll run through some of them uh, right here. Auburn will start there, of course. Auburn's games on are at home against Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, and Vanderbilt. Because remember, we knew going into this yesterday that every current SEC team would play either Texas or Oklahoma in 2024. So Auburn drew Oklahoma. They drew the Sooners. Uh, so they will play Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, and Vanderbilt at home. On the road, Auburn will play Alabama and Georgia, which we knew that was going to happen. You get Kentucky and then Missouri. And so, again, give us a call. We'd love to hear your reactions. 334-321-1390. I'll give you my initial thoughts on this. Um, I'm good with Auburn playing Oklahoma at home. I'm excited. I would have rather it been Texas, but Auburn will see Texas soon enough, so it's not that big of a deal to me. Um, A&M, fine. I'm okay with that, whatever. You get Vanderbilt, which I think is important. You yes. get Vanderbilt because of you playing Alabama and Georgia, playing one and two. You get a gift with Vanderbilt at home. Arkansas bothers me, and I'll tell you why in just a second. Then you play Alabama, Georgia, fine. Why does Arkansas bother you? I'll get there because I wanted it to be somebody else. I'm tired of playing Arkansas because I don't care about okay, that game. I think I know who you wanted it to be. Yes, I'm tired of playing Arkansas. Alabama, Georgia's fine. Kentucky's interesting. Kentucky, Kentucky on the road, I, I thought that game on the road or Florida at home would be yep. on the schedule. Yes. They have, like, Florida has not come to Jordan-Hare since, what, 2011? Yep. Mm-hmm. Auburn has not gone to Kentucky since 2010? Yep. 
And so, yeah. And what? what they played there in they, sixteen. They played there in twenty fifteen. Yeah. yeah. Sean oh, White's like that. like first yeah. start on the right. Road. Exactly. So nice. I'm good with I'm, Auburn. I, I think I think the Sean White and that random period of just Auburn quarterbacks. <laughs> it's a blur. Where it was like <laughs> JF three or Jeremy Johnson or. I mean that entire era. Yes. just kind of block it out yeah. in my head. If you can, if if you can call in and tell me Patrick Toll's stat line from that game, I would much appreciate yeah, it. Well, there They're, you go. Those who know know. Well, I'm okay with Auburn going to Kentucky for that reason, and then you play Missouri, and I'm okay with that too because again, you're playing Alabama and Georgia. You're playing the t- the two best teams in the conference. You, then you're playing Vanderbilt, Missouri, probably two of the worst teams in the conference. So I'm good with that. What I don't like is Arkansas and A&M. I mean, I just, with those, A&M's fine. Missouri, I'm okay with, especially because the more and more the day went on, I thought that was going to be Tennessee. I thought Auburn oh. was going to take a trip to Knoxville, and I was going to be really upset that Auburn had to play in Knoxville and not get an easier game. Turns out you get Missouri. The Arkansas game at home, like I said, I'm tired of playing Arkansas, man. Auburn beats up on the Razorbacks just about every time they play. Arkansas fans thinks it's a rivalry. Except it's for not. Last year. I said almost every time. I said almost every time. Look, look at the look at the series record. Arkansas almost never wins. Is it? Wasn't it like oh, five I mean, or six we, in we a row? Say the whole the same thing about Ole Miss and State exactly and all those. Things. And so that's why I'm upset. I wanted that to be the Florida game. I wanted yep. Florida to come to Jordan Hare Stadium. I would have much rather had a a Florida team come into Jordan Hare because I think that would have been a much more yeah. fun environment. I'll say this historically over the entire rivalry, it's a lot tighter than you would think between Auburn and Arkansas. Mm. Nineteen and twelve. Okay, I'll take that. Like Auburn, Ole Miss is way more lopsided. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, again. I wanted the Arkansas game to be Florida at home, and I'm glad that Auburn plays Missouri on the road instead of Tennessee because it's been a while since Auburn's been to Knoxville too. For reference, Auburn is 35 and 11 against, against Ole, Miss. Ole Miss, and that's the thing to point out is that Auburn is not playing Ole Miss mm-hmm. or Mississippi State. I believe that's the first time since the 30s, like since literally like 1930 yeah, something. It's like 1933, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I think Ferguson. I think Justin Ferguson found that stat. So y'all's reactions to Auburn's. 2024 opponents oh, I, I mean I think Auburn somehow got away with a wonderful schedule you avoid LSU mm-hmm. who is the third best team in the league you knew always knew you were going to get Alabama and Georgia that was never not going to happen in 24 mm-hmm. you also knew with the rules that they had set up you had to play them both on the road okay like that that stinks but that was always going to happen it was accepted Having Having said that, Arkansas at home. Really curious to see what Arkansas is in 2024 because KJ Jefferson won't be there. What is that team going to look like? What is, I mean, I think, I don't think it's that outrageous to say that we're going into 24 talking about Sam Pittman. Does he need to have a big year in order to, to be there in 25? Oklahoma? It's not unheard of. To say that might be a year one head coach. And look at what they drew in 24. They have yes. to be upset. Yep. They yes. are going to be livid. I would and 24 rather, will be rough for the Sooners. I would rather, in terms of winnable games, in 24, give me Oklahoma right now every day of the week over Texas. I think Texas just has more talent on the roster. And 
We know that Texas is somewhat trending in a positive direction. They've got the elite quarterbacks there. Um, Oklahoma is coming off, what, their worst year in a long time? Mm-hmm. I just think that that, if Venables falls on his face the second year in a row, there's a chance Venables may not be the coach in 24. A&M, that could be a year one head coach. Could be. And, I mean, I would rather play A&M at home than LSU because what Brian Kelly's doing there, that looks like something that is on the rise that is going to be really good for a little while now. I don't trust Jimbo Fisher as far as I can throw him Mm. to win games. And that's another note is that not only are Ole Miss and Mississippi State not on that 24 schedule, LSU is not on it either. Lance, I want to hear your thoughts, and then I want to give a perspective about the 24 schedule for Auburn. If if Oklahoma does end up firing Brent Venables, ladies and gentlemen, your 2025 head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, Urban Meyer. Yeah, so I think this (laughs) this slate is... What? A lot. Oh my um, gosh! It's a, it's a so lot. So who's coaching at twenty four? Venables, but twenty twenty five. Oh, you're saying he makes it through? Okay, he, he gets to twenty four. Yeah, I, he, I, he gets fired twenty four. He may not be the coach if they fall on their face this year. He he will get like halfway through. It'll be like an Auburn situation, except they'll actually fire him at the right time. Uh, this slate, I'm pleased with because of how it could have been more difficult, but I'm not pleased with the the home opponents, yep. quite frankly, because I, I just, uh, it's great that we get Vanderbilt, right? It's great that you get Missouri. I think Kentucky's a beatable team. Especially because Leary will be gone, right? Yes, he, he will He will have been graduated, and so Kentucky There's, will either be starting a freshman five-star or they will be starting a third-year player that has yet to start to take a snap a Kentucky program starting a five-star freshman what yeah right Cutter Bowley is a four-star on most places but he wants to call himself a five-star because of like one recruiting ranking sorts because you know what? I'll roll with that hey man whatever um, whatever whatever floats your boat that's dude. right uh, but, I'm so curious I'm now going to look at the <laughs> Kentucky when's the last time Kentucky landed a five-star offensive player much less uh skill player because I'm sure they landed was, an offensive line was Cobb a five-star I don't know. I don't think so, but I could be wrong. I'm about to go pull this up. Well, with Auburn's schedule, I'm with you, Lance. That's the thing. When it came out yesterday, because we knew Auburn's opponents about 20 minutes before it actually got released on the SEC Network. It happened during the drive yesterday. We found out that the home opponents for Auburn in 24 are Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, and Vanderbilt. They're the only one that gets me excited is Oklahoma. And dude, that's, my guy calls himself a five star. He is a consensus four star across all four services. Let, let the man, let the man rock. All right, <laughs> let, let him, let him do his thing. In fact, the, he's not even like he's no higher than seventieth in any of them. I agree with you. I like. I'm excited about the Oklahoma game. Auburn doesn't really have a lot of history with with any of these teams that they get at home outside of Vanderbilt. And to be honest with you, no, no Auburn fan is going to be excited about Vanderbilt outside of the fact that they're going to get what could be a pretty surefire win. Fun fact. Did you know, what is the all-time record? It's like 19-19-1 or something stupid like that. I think it's 21, but yeah. I oh, think the Auburn and Vanderbilt are tied in the all-time series, gosh. so that's a fun fact. But uh, Speaking of which... Have you looked up Vanderbilt, Texas? Yeah, Vanderbilt yes. has like a... Vanderbilt's has, like 8-3 and three against yeah. Texas all yeah. time. Run it up, Vandy. <laughs> there you go. Hey, man, you're talking about giving credit to somebody? Give credit to Vanderbilt against Texas. But um, no, with, with Auburn's schedule, for, here's the thing. Like we said, you knew Auburn was going to play Alabama and Georgia on the road. Outside of that, does the schedule give me... Does it get me excited? No, no. not really. But you know what it is? 
it's a winnable schedule, guys. Yep, it's a very winnable schedule. In a year in 2024 where we think there's going to be some serious talent on the team, you are in year two under Hugh Freeze and this coaching staff. And outside of Alabama and Georgia, I can confidently say Auburn should win every other game on that schedule in 24. By the way, you want to know how Vanderbilt gets away with that 8-3-1 record against Texas? Please tell me like no game has been played since like 1950. The last time they played... 1928. All right. <laughs> Hang the banner. Let's go. Hang the banner. Can I can I ask a question to the room? Of course. What is what is objectively more funny? Texas losing to Kansas at the, like the bottom of of their existence or Texas losing to Vanderbilt just at any point. Okay. I think okay. Kansas in the modern era. I think it's got to be Kansas. At least Vanderbilt has won some games and actually beaten some teams in somewhat recent history. Kansas this is, was like top this three. This is Mangino uh, erasure <laughs> when he took them to number two in the yeah. country and almost took them to a national championship in 07. Have you no faith in the Kansas Jayhawks? No, <laughs> I don't. If we put Kansas and Vanderbilt on a field right now, Kansas give would me, roll Give me them. Kansas and Vanderbilt in the mayonnaise bowl, dude. Give I, it to honestly, me. This is, honestly, give it to me. I'm here for it. This is like I'm last year. It. Last year, when he tried to convince me that Vanderbilt's game against Hawaii was going to be a great game because mm. Vanderbilt's so bad, and I was like, "Hang on, no, 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 no!" no. And then it turns out they weren't. Hawaii is a black hole right now. <laughs> Do you, who who was their head coach? Was it June Jones that came back? It, no, who no, was it? it's Timmy Chang. It was Timmy. That's right. Okay. It's Tim, it was Timmy Chang in year one. Is he still and they here? Weren't, yes, they were playing in a high school stadium because they can't, their stadium is condemned. They don't have a stadium. Uh, they have all. They had all these transfers out because they had uh, what the former Arizona State head coach, drawing a blank on his name, um, who was the head coach and told the entire team he was using them as a stepping stone to a P five job or an oh. NFL job. It got so about. bad, his son transferred out of his own program. Yep, um, and. Timmy Chang took over, and Vanderbilt beat him by 53 in Week 0, I think. Mm-hmm. It was bad. I tried to hype up a Week 0 game. It didn't work. I tried, though. I tried really hard. <laughs> but either way, Auburn plays Vanderbilt at home in 24. Tom so you get, you get Vanderbilt, you get Missouri. That balances out Alabama-Georgia. And, and look, we, we said coming into this that not all schedules are created equal. There are other teams we got to talk about, and we'll do that as we wrap up this hour in an hour or two. Chris Gordy of Locked on SEC joins us in an hour or two as well. You look at all the schedules outside of Auburn, and, and maybe we could talk about this when we come back. We'll do that. Look at the schedules. Who is a beneficiary in 24? So who who is grinning this morning? And who is calling the SEC office in frustration this morning? We'll talk about that as we wrap up hour number one. Lance Dahl, Locked On Kentucky, and Auburn Daily joins us here in hour number one as we wrap it up on the other side. Michelle Hammond shares how her life has changed since she discovered Medical Center Plus. I had difficulty doing a lot of things that I wanted to improve on because I had wanted a better quality of life. I committed to trust the process. I've been amazed at being able to get up better than I had been doing before. Surgery is just not an option. So this was the answer to me when I came in and found the things that Medical Center Plus was offering. The staff has been excellent. They've been supportive. They've been encouraging. It's kind of like cheers where everybody knows your name. The medical physicians at Medical 
Medical Center Plus specialize in helping patients with joint and spinal pain using cutting-edge biologic regenerative treatments. To find out if you may be a candidate for their drugless non-surgical treatment, visit medicalcenterplus.com to schedule your free consultation. That's medicalcenterplus.com or call 334-559-5287. For the doctors you can trust, get help with Medical Center Plus. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, U.S. Tax Shield can help you take back control. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the BBB, so call 800-494-6139. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-494-6139. Anywhere fans go to cheer on their team, there are behind-the-scenes MVPs, ensuring everything is game-day ready. We see you, Joe, fixing seats so every fan can enjoy every game. And Allie, who keeps her stadium running smoothly from the moment the first game starts to the last play of the season. At Granger, you're our MVPs, and we're always here for you. With supplies and solutions for every industry and 24-7 customer support. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thompson Electric wants to thank everyone who voted during the Best of Auburn Opelika 2023. Voted Best Electrical Company. Thank you to the amazing customers and community for supporting Thompson Electric. Serving Lee County since 2005. Thompson Electric voted Best Electrical Company of 2023. This is David Hedges, President and CEO of Auburn Bank. On behalf of our team, I'd like to thank our loyal customers and friends for voting Auburn Bank, Best Bank and Best Mortgage Lender for Auburn Network's 2023 best of Auburn Opelika. For 116 years, our mission has been to promote the community and improve the livelihoods of local citizens. We appreciate your confidence and trust. Auburn Bank, Champions of You, member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. You are on the line on ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. All right, wrapping up our number one here on the Thursday edition of On the Line. We're joined by Lance Dahl, Locked On Kentucky, and contributor for Auburn Daily. Before we finish this up, your thoughts on Kentucky's 2024 opponents for the SEC schedule. Home versus Auburn, Georgia, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, on the road, Florida, Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Texas. I feel nothing. <laughs> to, be, to be honest with you, get all but you, all but one former SEC East opponent in Missouri. Could not really care much about not playing them. Getting Texas on the road is going to be tough, and I, I talked about this last night. I'm looking at this entire schedule through the lens of what does this Kentucky team look like next year? Because sure, some of these opponents are fun, but I, I'm not fired up because I know it's going to kind of be a little going to kind of be a little bit of a reset year. Uh, for Mark Stoops and the Wildcats simply because they're not going to have an experienced quarterback unless they go out and get one in the portal. And uh, I just opened Twitter. Is that why you're smiling, Carter? Did you see what I saw on Twitter about Kentucky? Uh, no, I'm just I'm I'm running through the schedule and looking at some of my my friends around the new SEC, their, mm. their, their reactions, what they texted me over the past 24 hours. <laughs> what did you see about Kentucky? Uh, that Antonio Reeves is enrolled in classes back at Illinois State and he's not doing enrolled in Kentucky and what yeah. oh no why oh there, no there's no there's <laughs> oh, no. no world oh jacob there's no world where this man goes back to illinois state <laughs> 
over playing for an SEC team in one of the most prestigious college basketball programs in America. There's no way. Lance is going to quit coming. I will show. I will call him. So much. So much. He said, I'm going back to Illinois State. I will call this man personally. I will find somebody that has this dude's number and I will call him and I will not say nice things. We're two of healthy. We're two of three. We're two of three for you coming on this show in the last month and some form of Kentucky news happening. I love that that Lance thinks I have it out for him so much that I had a slight smile on my face and he's like, Carter's here to deliver the worst news possible. He said, Carter's about to drop the bomb on me right now. Like Carter's on Twitter. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. The news just is summoned. (laughs) And so the 23 schedule doesn't make you feel any – or the 24 schedule doesn't make you any feel better about the Reef situation now? Uh, No. It's (laughs) it's a tough schedule, man. you got three games at home that feel winnable outside of Georgia, and then you've got all four road games where it's just like, I could see Kentucky getting blown out in all of these. Except, mm, I don't know. It depends on what Florida is. It depends on what Ole Miss is, and I don't think either one will be great in 24. And then, well, sure. Have we done... You, you've got your four-star quarterback who thinks he's a five-star quarterback. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Right. right. Have we done Have we done uh, the schedule game for Ole Miss's 2024 schedule? No. <laughs> Just going to count them all uh, as losses. I haven't even looked at him yet. Uh, Georgia right. at home, Kentucky at home, <laughs> Mississippi State at home, Oklahoma at home, yep. and then for Ole Miss on the road in 24, Arkansas, Florida, LSU, schedule. South Carolina. It's, it's really actually, not that bad. It's not that bad. Could be worse. They'll lose to Georgia... Oklahoma, Kentucky, LSU, and one of Arkansas, Florida, South Carolina, just because all of those teams will probably have new quarterbacks. Yep. And I don't know what what those teams lo- look like. They could lose two of those games. They will not have a winning record in the SEC. They're not going to lose to State at home. And then, I mean, they're probably going to beat. Kentucky, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I accept it. I accept my fate. <laughs> well, out of all of these, quickly, we got a couple of minutes. I want to get Lance's thoughts on this because Carter and I can talk about this in hour number two. Who got the short end of the stick, in your opinion, Lance? Bama. Bama did. Holy cow, their schedule is rough. It is, uh, it is not a kind schedule for the Crimson Tide. I'm trying. To, I'm assuming you have it pulled up I right do, now. yes. Yeah, at home. So Alabama 24 at home. They got Auburn. Georgia, Missouri, and South Carolina. And then on the road, Alabama in 24, they got LSU, Oklahoma, Tennessee, and Vandy. Before we all like cry about Alabama having a tough schedule and Georgia having it's a tough schedule. It's not that schedule, tough. There is the stat out there that I believe Kevin Skarbinski put out that there is one team in this conference in 2024 that's going to have to go to Tuscaloosa and to Athens. And it's still Auburn. <laughs> it's still Auburn. Exactly. Now, I will say Alabama's schedule is difficult, but you get Auburn and Georgia at home. You get two of your four biggest games at home. So you get half of them, and then you have to go on the road to LSU and Tennessee. That's tough. You're on the road in Norman, but we we just talked about it. We don't expect Oklahoma to even be good in 2024. So all in all, I don't think Alabama's schedule is all that tough in 24. I really don't. I don't, I don't, I, I keep looking at it through the lens of what happened this past year for Alabama. Is it, it, it past two years? It d- didn't really matter who they were playing on the road. They still, at times, struck Florida a couple of years ago. 
Is that comparable to an Oklahoma in 2024? And the, the, the environment's going to be just as tough. I mean, it's, it's a challenge nonetheless. And when you start to string these games together, when we actually get to see how the schedule is laid out, it's going to be really interesting to see out of the four of Georgia, LSU, Oklahoma, and Tennessee, how late some of those games are played in the schedule. Because at that point, you're talking about injuries, you're talking about fatigue. It's going to get more rough for Alabama as the season goes on. And Hopefully they've got a transfer portal quarterback if they've got something figured out there at that point because it's it's well, tough. They, they actually have a five star freshman quarterback oh, right. in that class. <laughs> and believe it or not, <laughs> a legitimate five star. Uh, but uh, I am curious about this. If twenty twenty three does not go according to Alabama standard, and they lose to LSU, Oklahoma, Tennessee, and Georgia in twenty twenty four, like we're we gonna start seeing some pitchforks and torches pop out in the Alabama fan base. Could be. Hey, yeah. Hit the road, Saban? No, not hit the road, but they'll definitely start making some noise. Lance, we appreciate you, man. Lance Dahl, Locked On Kentucky and Auburn Daily joined us here in the first hour. When we come back, we'll talk more SEC schedule on hour number two. Life isn't made for joint or orthopedic pain. It's made for living, for family, for your favorite hobbies, for sports, for morning walks and afternoon playing in the park. If you suffer from joint or orthopedic pain, turn to the experts at the Orthopedic Clinic. Our board-certified surgeons provide cutting-edge surgical procedures and high-quality, innovative services all close to home. Don't let joint or orthopedic pain keep you from doing all the things you love. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Leake County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation has made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Yellowwood knows that a five-star backyard is the place to make lasting memories. Like cookouts, um, cornhole with friends. Ooh, a neighborhood potluck with your wife's pasta salad. The one with the feta. Oh, sorry. Or taking a nap on your deck in a hammock. Naps are memories. Mm, I love naps. For five-star backyards and the most memorable experiences, Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine. If it doesn't have that yellow tag, you don't want it. This is Billy Plummer here, one of the owners of Apex Pest Solutions. I just wanted to thank everyone who voted for Apex Pest Solutions for Best Pest Control of 2023. We couldn't have done it without the amazing Auburn Opelika community and our loyal customers. Apex Pest Solutions voted Best Pest Control of 2023. Hey, sports fans, Jeff Myers here, First Baptist Church of Opelika. Well, the Sooners of the University of Oklahoma, the girls' softball team, just completed a 61-game win streak and their third straight national championship. You would have to agree that these young ladies had their priorities in order when it came to their performance both on and off the field. However, today, I want you to hear from their post-championship press conference, in their own words, the reason for their success. You're going to like this. Well, the only way that you can have a joy that doesn't fade away is from the Lord and any other type of joy is actually happiness that comes from circumstances and outcomes and um, I think coach has said this before but joy from the Lord is really the only thing that can keep you motivated um, 
uh, just in a good mindset, uh, no matter the outcomes. Thankfully, we've had a lot of success this year, but if it was the other way around, uh, joy from the Lord is the only thing that can keep you embracing those memories, moments, friendships, and all of that. So uh, I would, that's really the only, the only answer to that because there's no other way that softball can bring you that. ESPN 1067. WGZZ HD3 Waverly and W294AR Auburn Opelika. following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067. Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goins and Carter Bird. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. Happy Thursday, everybody. Hope you're doing well as we get underway in hour number two here on the Thursday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds not the back. I'm Jacob Goins. Alongside me is Carter Bird. We thank uh, Lance Dahl for his uh, time and, and information back in hour number one, host of Locked on Kentucky and contributor for Auburn Daily. Uh, if you missed any of hour number one, uh, we talked about the newest Auburn football uh, commit uh, the four-star linebacker Joseph Phillips so talked a lot about him what his impact can be and just how big of a win it is for Auburn to flip him from Georgia and get a true recruiting win in 2024 and so we talked a lot about that in hour number one we dipped our toes a little bit into the scheduling conversation we're going to talk about that pretty much the entire hour here in hour number two we got to get to the phone lines in just a second we'll do that also Chris Gordy host of 
Locked on SEC. He'll join us at 3.30 as he does every single Thursday. A perfect day to have him on uh, to talk about the biggest winners and losers of the 2024 uh, conference opponents being released yesterday. And so looking forward to that. You definitely want to make sure uh, you got the radio on on ESPN 106.7 or ESPNAU.com. And so uh, be sure you catch up with the podcast later on today if you missed any of our number one. And let's get to the phone lines to start our number two. You can reach us at 334-321-1390. And Terry, you're on the line to start our number two. What's going on, man? Hey, Jacob and Carter. How y'all doing today? Doing, doing good, right, Terry. Jerry, how are you? I heard you have a Never. bone to pick with Carter. Is that I right? I can't imagine what we're what this. Well, Carter, <laughs> Alabama, Alabama fans are freaking out over two losses. I imagine what they're going to bite with three and four in twenty four. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That, that, yeah, well, I, I, I okay, I got you've got them on the same page there. So because they're going nine I mean, and three they, this year, Terry, and then they're going eight and four in twenty twenty four. Well, I agree with what Jacob said. No, you won't hear things, but you will hear things like, well, Saban's getting up there in years, and maybe his best years are behind him, and yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He'll be like 74. I think at some point they may just try to push him out. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's just just the look. They push one of their own out, and Mike Dubois. Now he didn't help anything, none. Let's be honest. Yeah, but you better have so, some serious ammunition if you're if you're trying to push Nick Saban out of Tuscaloosa, and there's going to be a big crowd that would never allow it. And see, I've always been of the opinion that it won't be something on the field that will push Nick Saban out. It will be something off the field. And I think the NIL stuff just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Okay. I think that's eventually what puts him off, but gets him gets rid thought, of him. I thought Terry. Was I was hoping twist. that's where he was going I with that. I thought Terry was about to break a Nick Saban scandal <laughs> on the air here. No, I, I think that's what's going to legitimately happen because he's not going to be able to – what has been his strong suit? Recruiting. Well, that changes recruiting. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Terry, and, and, look at it. Well, yeah, look at it right now. You're, you're, seeing the, you're seeing the baton be passed. You're seeing the playing field be leveled out just a little bit across the SEC. I will say the counterpoint to that is, Terry, in the NIL era, he just signed the greatest class of all time this past class. No, you hear that every year. What? The greatest class fair, of all time. Fair, but I mean, he had – he had one three-star. He had one non-blue-chip player on his entire class, and it was the kicker. Hey, Carter, you know what I think uh, when somebody says the greatest class of all time? I think it's like the team that wins the Super Bowl. As soon as the odds come out, they're the favorite next year. Never, It very rarely happens. How many teams have repeated? Not, not a whole bunch of them. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to repeat. It's but fair, but college football, it's easier to get back there. A lot easier to get back there. Look at It's Georgia, easier to stay there, I think. Look at Georgia. Look at Alabama. I mean, they've mm-hmm. gone back to back a few times recently. Mm-hmm. Several. It just seems to be something. I, I don't know. I just feel like that. That Nick Saban is kind of an old school guy, and he'll go when he's ready, not when anybody tells him to. You're right about that, a hundred percent. He gets a little frustrated with the off the field stuff, and. Who knows? Yeah, and, and, and it's, it, it's harder for him to control that stuff right now, too, with, with all the right. off-the-field stuff, with, with just where our world is. But, but Terry, I, I mean, you know this as, as well as, as everybody else. There's, Nick Saban has a huge fan base and a following, and people in Tuscaloosa and across the state of Alabama idolize mm-hmm. Nick Saban. And any word of him not being in Alabama, they raise all kinds of you-know-what. Yeah, well, you know, Jacob, what you're going to hear. Well, Bear Bryant was 69, and mm-hmm. he's past that. Mm-hmm. I know. So that's what oh, you're going to hear. I know. Yeah. 
Take care, guys. Appreciate, Appreciate the call, it. Terry. Good to hear from you. That is Terry joining us on the phone lines as we start hour number two. We'd love to hear from you. Give us a call. You can be on the line, 334-321-1390. Talking all things SEC scheduling for 2024, as we know all the conference opponents for all 16 teams now, as Oklahoma and Texas will be a part of the Southeastern Conference. And reminder, we don't know the schedule itself, right? We don't know that yet. All we know is who each team is playing, and where they will be playing at. We don't know how this is all going to look on an actual schedule. But you look through this. Uh, we'll talk about Auburn a little bit. We'll talk about the winners and losers, who's happy and who's mad. Uh, we'll talk about all of that and then what this could look like further down the road. And again, this is the eight-game schedule format. I still believe we're going towards the nine-game schedule. I just think that's where we're heading. Um, I, just, I think that's that's probably fair when it's all said and done eventually. But I... I my hesitation comes to, I mean, I think you kind of, you might get some pushback from schools like Georgia because if we go to a nine game schedule in 2025 on, there's going to be four or five years where Georgia's playing 12 Power Five teams. And I don't think they want that. I mean, go look, go look at 2030 if you take that schedule with nine SEC games. You would play your nine SEC games. Who's their non-con? Play, do we know? You play Georgia Tech that you play every year. Okay. It's a P5 team. We can debate about how good of a program that is. I think it's getting better. Shout out former intern Jenny. Do you know who the other two are? You said it the other day, and I can't remember who it is. Clemson and Ohio State. Wow. Have fun with that, Georgia. Yeah, have fun with games. that. That sounds horrible, <laughs> actually. Yeah, no, that I, sounds like, terrible. I don't care how good of a team and program you are. That's a gauntlet. I'll say this. If Georgia goes 15-0 in 2030 and wins the national championship, that's the greatest team of all time, and it doesn't, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you're right about that. You're if, right about now, that. Now, I don't care how good you are. I don't think you can do that against no. 12 Power 5 teams. Now, that is 2030. You look at 2024, and we can go ahead and jump into this. You want to talk about a team that is really, really mad about who their 2024 opponents are? It's the Georgia Bulldogs, and Here's what I have to say about it. It's about time. It's about time. They have fed and just absolutely taken advantage of what a joke the SEC East has been for 15 years because Florida, outside of winning their national championships, they haven't done a whole lot. We know that Tennessee hasn't been relevant in the last 15 years, and nobody else in the SEC East is worth the crap right now. And so the fact that Georgia has just absolutely rolled in the SEC East just about every year, I don't feel sorry for them in 2024, especially where they are as a program. If you want to be the best, beat the best. I think they're going to do just fine, but they're going to start playing some tougher opponents. And you look at what Georgia has in 2024. At home, they have Auburn. They play Florida neutral site in Jacksonville. They play Mississippi State and Tennessee. So you have two tough home games and then the neutral site game against Florida. I Mississippi State, just who knows what that program's going to look like over the next few years. Your road games, Alabama, Kentucky, Ole Miss, and Texas. All in all, yes, their schedule got hard. It got harder, much harder, compared to what they have been playing. Yes. But it's not a just over-the-top, crazy difficult schedule, especially compared to what Auburn does every single year. Especially when you compare what they're, they're about to do in 2023. Oh, that's the biggest joke of all time. 2023... 
comparing it 23 and 24 so Georgia. nicely set up for them. South Carolina at home in week three after playing UT Martin and Ball State. Then UAB at home, which good G5 team. Then on the road at Auburn, Kentucky at home, at Vanderbilt by week. Then you get Georgia and Jackson, or Florida and Jacksonville, Missouri at home, Ole Miss at home, at Tennessee, at Georgia Tech. They have one tough game. They have two. Well, two. They have, they two. have t- one instance of back to back road games, and that is at Tennessee and then at Georgia Tech, which they're going to beat Tech no matter what. Right. Uh, I mean, the way it just beautifully sets up for them where their toughest games are what? At Auburn, Kentucky, uh, Tennessee, and Ole Miss. I mean, Ole Miss and Kentucky are at home. At Tennessee, yeah, it's hard, uh, but you're the better team. And at Auburn, yeah, it'll be hard, but again, you are the better team. You even get yeah. South Carolina at home. Yeah, the 23 now, schedule for Georgia is it's just it's ridiculous. And I'm that, and I'm glad that's why I'm glad there's no more divisions. Compare that to 24 where they're going to be at Alabama and they're going to be at Kentucky and they're going to be at Ole Miss and they're going to be at Texas. And then you still have to play Auburn at home and Auburn will be better than they are in 2023. Much. Florida who knows? Who knows? Could be year one of a new coach. And Tennessee, who I expect to be a decent coach. No, no, no. That will be year one of For a Florida. new coach. And what I, Florida's I, schedule looks like at 24, you have Kentucky, LSU, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M at home. Okay. I mean, honestly, this is where, like, it, gets, this would, is where I, it gets bad, though. I don't though. hate that for them at home. The home schedule's not bad, but you have Georgia in the Jacksonville game. Mm-hmm. You're at Mississippi State. Then you're at Tennessee and at Texas. I mean, at Texas is tough, but you already played Tennessee on the road every other year in the current format. I think that that's a slightly favorable schedule for Florida because you already play LSU mm-hmm. every year. You already play Georgia every year in Jacksonville. You already play Tennessee every year. Mm-hmm. I think drawing that, I mean, you avoid Alabama, you avoid Oklahoma, you avoid so many teams that I think I mean, I, just, I don't know where that A&M program is going to be at that point in time. Right. I want to talk about a few things. I want to talk about comparing Texas and Oklahoma's schedules coming to the SEC yes. because I think one got the very short end of the stick and one is so antsy they can not they can hardly keep their shoes on trying to get to the SEC. Then I want to talk about some of the rivalries that were kept and some of the games that we lost because I think those are important conversations as well. And again, phone lines are open. Give us a call. Uh, We know you have thoughts on this. 334-321-1390. We'll start with the Texas-Oklahoma comparisons. Oklahoma, you just feel sorry for them almost because they have to have a good year in 23. That way they still have their same coach in 2024 before they step into the SEC and they are walking into to what is a true SEC schedule in 2024. Oklahoma at home, Alabama, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Texas. Three of those games, they are losing. Well, Off the rip, they're losing. Keep in mind, Texas is not at home. It's in Dallas. Right. So you lose you really that home game. Three home games. Mm-hmm. Then on the road, you have to go to two of the toughest atmospheres in the Southeastern Conference at Auburn at LSU, and you have to go to Oxford to play Ole Miss and on the road to Missouri. Yeah, it's a very difficult schedule. I mean, they got they got a tough one. Now, when you compare it to Texas, their home games are Florida, 
Georgia, you knew you were going to get one of Georgia or, or Alabama. But getting them at home is big. Kentucky at home, Mississippi State at home. Then you go on the road. Arkansas, which I don't think scares you. Oklahoma and Dallas. You'd rather play them in Dallas than you'd rather play them in Norman. Uh, Texas A&M on the road. Yeah, tough. It's tough. And Vanderbilt. That is about as good of a draw as Texas could have asked for. Yeah, Texas is is thanking their lucky stars today with their 24 opponents. And so, look, Texas is excited to come. Oklahoma, they're probably a little worried. And I'm sure Oklahoma fans are probably not super stoked about joining in, in where the current state of Oklahoma football is and where it could be in 2024. If 23 is a disaster, you fire Brett Brenables and you're coming into the SEC in a gauntlet of a schedule with a brand new head coach. You're not going to have any sort of recruits or talent on that team. Oklahoma head coach, Josh Heupel. That's your he prediction. played huh? at Oklahoma. He was a quarterback there. That is the natural progression of this. Josh Heupel. It's going to be Josh Heupel, Sonny Dykes, or the field. And I and I will put them in that order. As if well. Tennessee continues to grow and competing for, let's say Tennessee starts competing for a college football playoff, you think he would still leave and go yes. to Oklahoma? Yes, I think he would, because his, historically, I mean, as good as Tennessee is as a program, Oklahoma is just as good. Now, I think there is a little bit of a kind of fallacy here that Oklahoma fans have fallen into is like. Oh, well, we're a historically great program and have always been a historically great program. So we're going to come into the SEC and we're going to figure it out and we're going to be one of the top two, three programs in the SEC. It's going to take them a while. I don't think that's going to happen. I think you're going to see Oklahoma kind of get nebraska I think you're going to see a program that it was historically great slowly taper off. And I think they're going to settle into a maybe a 10-win ceiling. And like a seven and five, six and six floor. Would you put it like I think K- they're gonna be eight and four team like, for a long time? Like Kentucky esque, how we've no, seen well, K- I mean, Kentucky in this in the last six years. Yeah, I mean because Kentucky's in the best era they've ever had. Right, but I don't hate the take about Oklahoma. I really don't. I, think, I don't I hate think, that. Take. I think because it's gonna be tougher to go into Texas and land recruits. Because the Longhorns now wear the SEC logo. Yes, and you already have, and you have another SEC team in there in Texas A&M. You've got LSU who goes into Texas all the time. Heck, Alabama and Georgia go into Texas and get theirs. Auburn's only going to get better recruiting the state of Texas. You combine all of that, I think you're staring down the barrel if you're Oklahoma. The chance that you could fall into the fourth or fifth or sixth best team in the SEC? I count eight SEC teams that I can confidently say on a year-to-year basis, Oklahoma cannot out-recruit. I count eight of them. Ooh, that's okay. I have Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Georgia, LSU. I have Tennessee. I think that's a a flippy one, but I have Tennessee in there. Texas and Texas A&M. I think Oklahoma can out-recruit Tennessee. Florida's a toss-up just because for whatever reason, I don't Love the way that they've recruited in recent history. Yeah, but I'm saying just in a put this in a ten year window, ten year window, year to year. All these teams in the SEC, I can confidently say those eight teams can out recruit Oklahoma on a year to year basis. Yeah, I mean, I, the the one that I would 
fight back against this Tennessee. Which is fair. That's the one I added at the end. I would. It's imperative for Oklahoma to have a fairly quick start because if they get smashed the first couple years in the conference, then you could really be talking about, okay, we're the sixth best team in this new league. And how do you fight back? How do you how do you compete? Yeah, if you're 100 percent right, it's harder. For, I would say it's probably harder for them because like the only natural like place for them to go for a lot of talent is Texas. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're Auburn, you can go. You're close enough to Louisiana. You can stretch to Texas a little bit, but you got Georgia next door. You're almost in the state of Georgia. I mean, you're really close to Florida. Mississippi's got some decent players. Uh, Alabama, I think, is a very up and coming high school football state. But very much so. You've got you've got all of these, you've got all these different places to go. I don't know if Oklahoma has nearly as many. Mm-hmm. I'm with you, and so I, that's why I don't hate your I don't hate your Oklahoma take, man. Where if they come to the SEC or when they come to the SEC, they may fall into mediocrity, and and I just don't know if they can. I don't know if they can find a way out of it. I really, really don't. I don't think they because again. Seven confidently, but eight if you add Tennessee, that those are programs that Oklahoma cannot out-recruit, in my opinion. And if you can't, you know it. If you can't recruit in this conference, you're doomed. You're absolutely doomed. So we'll see what happens. They got the short end of the stick in the 24 opponents, uh, in the 2024 opponents in the SEC. When we come back, though, want to talk about the rivalry games that survived and the ones that did not, because I think there are some notable ones on each side of the spectrum. 334-321-1390. We'll talk about that when we come back here on the Thursday edition of On the Line. Roger Good here with Workout Anytime. The entire staff and I would like to thank you, the Auburn Opelika community, for voting for us the best gym for 2023. We couldn't do it without our amazing team and support from the community. Thank you for trusting us. Workout Anytime, best gym 2023. It's easier to handle life's twists and turns with the help of someone who knows a thing or two. Tim Jones has been serving the community as a farmer's agent for over 30 years. As you prepare for whatever's down the road, he's here to help by providing you with a range of insurance options and personalized attention. Call Tim Jones, 334-826-6888 to learn more. We are farmers. Underwritten by Farmers, Trucker, Fire Insurance Exchanges, or affiliate products not available in every state. This is David Hedges, President and CEO of Auburn Bank. On behalf of our team, I'd like to thank our loyal customers and friends for voting Auburn Bank best bank and best mortgage lender for Auburn Network's 2023 Best of Auburn Opelika. For 116 years, our mission has been to promote the community and improve the livelihoods of local citizens. We appreciate your confidence and trust. Auburn Bank, Champions of You, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is Billy Plummer here, one of the owners of Apex Pest Solutions. I just wanted to thank everyone who voted for Apex Pest Solutions for Best Pest Control of 2023. We couldn't have done it without the amazing Auburn Opelika community and our loyal customers. Apex Pest Solutions voted Best Pest Control of 2023. Right near you, there's something big happening. Seniors from all over League and Russell Counties are gathering at senior centers and having a great time. 
With activities and hot meals provided by the Lee Russell Council of Governments, there are eight senior centers throughout our area. One close to you in Auburn, Opelika, Beulah, Bochapoka, Smith Station, Hertzboro, Phoenix City, and Fort Mitchell. If you're lonely or need a break, visit a senior center. It can be a game changer for people age 60 and over. Open Monday through Friday, 9 to 1, having activities, a nutritious hot meal, exercise, information, and fellowship with other older adults may be just what you need to brighten your days. Transportation is free from your home and back by LRPT. Just call ahead to schedule. There's so much good happening at senior centers. Find out how you or a senior you care about can participate, or you can volunteer. Call Lee Russell Council of Governments, 334-749-5264. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. All right, question of the day here on the Thursday edition of On the Line. We'd love to get your thoughts on this, 334-321-1390. Which rivalries are you glad that they kept and which ones are you sort of upset that are not in existence in the new 2024 SEC schedule, 334-321-1390, outside of the obvious Iron Bowl? Which I am glad they kept it, but... Well, I mean, I mean, okay. Oh, because they highlighted it at the start of the SEC Network mm-hmm. program last night and i get it but it's a joke tennessee vanderbilt nobody cares they tried to say people did but they definitely nobody cares they don't they i don't nobody cares no, nobody cares we kind of cared when it was really funny that vanderbilt kept beating really bad tennessee teams but nobody cares but the note that they made was <laughs> in state in-state rivalries would not go anywhere so auburn cool. alabama tennessee vandy ole miss mississippi state yeah, I mean, and that makes sense. I mean, I'm glad you kept the the Iron Bowl and the Egg Bowl. Um, I mean, I guess it's fun that you kept Auburn, Georgia. Auburn's just got to win sometimes because three and fifteen in your last eighteen is not a great look. And see, I was okay if Auburn lost that game. Yeah, I'm with you. A lot of Auburn fans don't like that, but I yes. I was okay with it. In long term, I'm okay with it if that's the I'm route they go. I'm kind of glad that Auburn, if Auburn was going to play Georgia, I'm glad that LSU slipped off the schedule was, for a year. I was going to ask you, how do you feel? How do Auburn fans that are listening right now, how do you feel about losing that LSU game? I like that because it allows you to catch a little bit of a breather. Because what, you got, it would have been Kentucky or Missouri in the place of that game? Or no, 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 uh, scratch that. You got... Vanderbilt in place of LSU in terms of the way the schedule would have worked mm, because yeah the SEC they or made sure Oklahoma, but they still, made yeah they made sure I'd that no play Oklahoma or Vanderbilt rather than LSU in 2024 you better believe it you better believe it because the SEC made the note that no team would travel to the same place in 24 that they do in 23 and so um no I'm 100% with you I would much rather Auburn be playing Oklahoma or Vanderbilt than LSU, given what is is boiling down there in Baton Rouge right now under Brian Kelly. No doubt about it. So here's one thing that I, I noted that didn't happen that I think should have. The fact that Georgia has yet to make a trip to Texas A&M, yeah. they've yet to go. 
and they didn't do it in 24, which is dumb. This is the one time you had a chance to throw all the throw all the narratives out the window and just say, let's make some different schedules. Well, thank God they're going to Kentucky. Yeah, I mean. because they haven't <laughs> done that. Like, wh- I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, send Georgia to Texas A&M, not because I'm like, oh, give Georgia a loss. I just want to see them play I a different it, game. By the way, I find it very funny that they they also shouted out on the program last night the LSU Arkansas game, the battle for the Golden Boot, because they're like, oh, like a Glad great we're rivalry, that. Yeah. a great rivalry with with a great trophy. LSU does not care about you, Arkansas. They don't care. They win that game. They win that trophy. That trophy goes in a closet in the athletic department, and nobody looks at it for a year. That's how every SEC team feels playing Arkansas. Nobody, not that I know of. Does anybody I, truly okay, get I, up I and be ready a, for I Arkansas? I can make an argument that once Texas comes into the league, Texas will care. Okay, yes, I'll give that you that. That is the only one. I'll give you that. Maybe, but the current SEC teams? Maybe A&M, because it feels like those games have been really kind of squirrely recently. They have been wacky. They have. And so, But outside of those two, like Arkansas thinks about Auburn uh, like second or third on the list for them. Arkansas is like, in the new SEC, is going to be like, 12th. And speaking of Arkansas and their 24 SEC opponents, they actually didn't get too bad. They have LSU at home, Ole Miss at home, Tennessee and Texas all at home. So tough opponents, but you're at least playing them at home. You're on the road at Auburn, Mississippi State, Missouri, and Texas A&M. I don't hate that for them. Yeah, I mean, Auburn and A&M on the road is tough. a better draw than you could have really expected on the road, I would mm-hmm. say. I mean, State and Missouri... Those are winnable games for you on the road. Yeah, at absolutely. Home, it is a little bit of a tough draw at home between LSU, Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Texas. Those are four losable games for sure. But, I mean, you got to be happy that I think Arkansas could very easily win three of the road games and win maybe two, two of the home games. Yeah. Now think I'll if they're one. I I I'll give them Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. And now think if that schedule was reversed. Think if they had to oh, go was, to LSU, Tennessee, and Texas. They'd be they'd be in a world of hurt. They'd be getting smoked. Yeah, they'd exactly. be getting smoked. On and the on the road at Ole Miss, that's never easy. Given no matter how good or bad Ole Miss is. So yeah, yeah I think Arkansas did just fine. Um, yeah, I mean I think there's some good games that were kept. Um, there was some games that. I mean, yeah, you're going to lose them as the years go on. Texas, Texas A&M is rekindled, so that'll be exciting. You'll get to see the Longhorns and the Aggies playing again. Uh, in 24, it'll be Texas and Texas A&M. Good for South Carolina keeping their cross-divisional rival, Texas A&M. Yeah, buddy. For no reason. They did. They kept them. South Carolina schedule, I don't know if I've, really, I've looked at you it. You want but to I talk don't about a school I've... that nobody cares about? South Carolina. Your only rivals is out of conference. You right. don't have a natural rival, really, in your own state. Right. And in, in your own conference. And I'm sure the SEC had to think about that. And they that's probably why South Carolina just kind of got the – they just kind of got they whatever got they weird, got. They got a weird hodgepodge of but I of like traditionally it. SEC East and West teams. But and, I like and it. newcomer. That's how everybody's schedule should have looked. Is that right there? Fair. I think that's fair. But it's not. Either way – You know who has some thoughts on this? Chris Gordy, host of Locked on SEC. He will join us when we come back. We'll talk SEC scheduling. We'll get his picks from Omaha as well because college baseball, it's still happening.
that's the last thing I needed, a tree through the roof. Now I'm gonna have to find someone to get the tree off the house and the roof fixed. I hope your insurance covers this. I do too. Do you actually know if you're fully covered? Don't wait until it's too late after something happens to find out that you're underinsured. The Brown Insurance Agency is here to make sure that you understand your policy and that you and your family are protected. Call Lance Brown at the Brown Insurance Agency at 334-758-0088. Lance Brown is located at 3051 Frederick Road in Opelika. Kia of Auburn is deeply honored to be named the best place to buy a new car in Auburn Network's 2023 Best of Auburn Opelika promotion. Thank you to all those who voted for us, and thank you to our entire staff. We value your daily commitment to excellence in customer service. This month, we're featuring the 2023 Kia Telluride. The Telluride comes in 10 trim levels, so there's one specifically to fit your lifestyle. Shop us online at KiaOfAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. Did you know that electrical fires cause over 51,000 home fires in the U.S. each year? And in Alabama, electrical issues contribute to 10% of residential fires. Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air is committed to protecting you and your loved ones from electrical hazards. Our expert electricians will perform a thorough inspection, ensuring your home is up to code and free from potential risks. Call Dixie today and sleep soundly knowing that your home is safe. Remember, electrical safety starts with you. Call Dixie and it's done. License number 15033. You can't miss a moment with Greedy. Have I sort of overdone it on the Aaron Rodgers stuff? Remember when Mike Tannenbaum suggested that the Jets take a quarterback and you almost smacked him in the face? I mean, I think my reaction to that was startlingly restrained. It's a miracle, I think, that I did not lay hands on that man. I wish they did that. <laughs> the most insane thing I've ever heard a person say in my entire life. But he and I are no longer speaking. Greeny with Mike Greenberg. Mornings 9 to 11 on ESPN 1067. Hey, this is Steve Long. And I'm Rob Newman. Tune in every Saturday morning, 7 to 9, right here on ESPN 106.7 FM for hunting, fishing, and loving every day in the great state of Alabama. That's the Cast and Blast Outdoors way. Join us every Saturday morning for all the latest and greatest that's happening in the outdoor world. Cast and Blast every Saturday morning, 7 to 9, broadcasting live on ESPN 106.7. Stay up to date with the ESPN 1067 app, sports scores and schedules, social media feeds, programming notifications and schedules, plus live audio 24 hours a day, all all for free. Download the ESPN 1067 app today at ESPNAU.com, the App Store, or on Google Play. From Auburn Opelika's sports leader, ESPN 1067. with Jacob Goins and Carter Bird on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. All right, 30 more minutes here on the Thursday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds it up. The back, he's Carter Bird. I'm Jacob Goins, and we're joined by Chris Gordy, host of Locked on SCC, who joins us every Thursday at 3.30. Chris, hope you're doing well. I know there's a lot going on. And, man, before we ask any questions, I'm going to open the floor to you and just let you talk whatever you want to talk about when it comes to the SEC opponents for 2024 because, man, there's so many things to go over. Yeah, it's um, you know, I thought I, I thought they actually did the the best they could, all things considered. Like, look at the schedules. I'm actually pretty surprised they were able to get um, you know, pretty balanced schedule out there for uh, preserving some of the 
matchups we were hoping for and we were afraid we might lose. You know, there's a few that are missing. You know, LSU Auburn is one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Alabama Ole Miss I thought was one that, you know, I would have liked to have seen preserved. I mean, we're literally two years out from Lane Kiffin telling us to get our popcorn ready and we're going to lose that matchup already. So there's a few that we're missing, but for the most part, I think they did a pretty good job, all things considered. And, uh, hey, Oklahoma, welcome to the SEC. This is the big boy land, and that schedule is absolutely brutal for Oklahoma. So when you look at Oklahoma's schedule, I mean, they obviously stick out as somebody who maybe uh, got a tougher draw or is a loser coming out of this. Uh, who are some other potential losers in this schedule draw when you, when you look at each team? Yeah, it's funny. I, I, it's been a mixed reaction. Like, I've seen some people say, oh, Georgia, they got a tough one, you know, because they got to go to Bama. Uh, I've seen some people say Tennessee. I mean, it, 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 it kind of is what it is. Like, when we talk about all the teams that are out there, like, you know, and everybody's playing either Oklahoma or Texas, it kind of is what it is. So, I mean, I don't know if some schedules are easier. I mean, to me, the I, the home games are a wash, right? I mean, the, the ex- expectation is even if it's a, a brutal opponent, but you're playing them at home, that's a game you should win. Like, for instance, if Oklahoma keeps on the path they're supposed to be on, they're supposed to be a, a top-10 power, them hosting Alabama in Norman in 2024, that's a game you should win. Now, I'm sure Alabama will probably be a favorite, you know, by the time we get to that game, but, like, that's what I expect to win if I'm Oklahoma. It's the road games that are the toughest. You know, and that's what I kind of was looking at with some people. Like, you know, if you got to go to Tennessee and to Georgia and to Bama, you know, those are the ones where, where it gets really brutal. But, you know, I mean, look, road trips at Auburn or at Arkansas, I mean, you know, I view those as those are, those are manageable if you've got a really good team. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, did, did A&M luck out where I believe they avoid both Alabama and Georgia? Uh, big kudos for them. You know, LSU, they get Oklahoma, but they get them in Death Valley. Um, and then they, you know, they avoid, uh, Georgia, you know, they got to play Bama, but I think it's a home game. So, you know, there's, I think some of the schedules, they're more doable, but again, keep in mind, uh, by 2025, this whole thing's going to flip and your tough games become mm-hmm. easier games the next year. When you, when you look at Texas and Oklahoma coming into this conference, if you were a random, like pick any SEC school, which one of Texas and Oklahoma scares you more? when looking at the potential of 2024? So, I mean, the easy answer is Texas because of, you know, what Sark seems to be building there. And obviously mm-hmm. they have high expectations this year. You know, they should win the Big 12. But when I put in the caveat that, you know, when you consider, like, okay, if Quinn Ewers has a fantastic year and Texas wins the Big 12, and let's just say they make the playoff, Quinn Ewers, by some people's standards, say they're projecting him as a top-five quarterback in next year's draft. So if that's the case, he's got to go. And so what does Texas look like in 2024 starting a true, or not a true, but a freshman Arch Manning who just redshirted for a year? Is he ready to go? You know, is he, should we have huge high expectations for the Longhorns that year? So it it was so funny talking about this with our guys. We did a live show on our Lockdown Network last night. And it's so funny to look ahead to 2024 because we're saying, guys, what is this going to look like? Like, you know, oh, A&M versus Texas, great. Is Jimbo still there? Like, you know, so much can change in a year's time where, you know, whether it's players coming back, whether it's coaches who might be fired, this whole thing could look completely different by then. So it's fun to talk about, fun to kick around, but, yeah, I don't know what Texas 2024 is going to look like. They could have a monster year this year and lose all their draft-eligible juniors, and they're hitting the reset button and starting a bunch of freshmen. So 
Um, you know, the same thing goes for Oklahoma. They just year one of Brent Venables. They just had a down year. If they have a down year again this year, Brent Venables might be like go after two years in Oklahoma. Right. So you know, there's just a lot of things at play here. And again, the stakes are raised. They're, they're higher. Expectations are higher. And um, again, we're going to have some turnover with coaches by by the time we get there by 2024. Well, Chris, I think there's um, there's a handful of teams in the SEC that you could you could say that about in 2024. I mean, what will Alabama look like? What will Auburn look like? Will Florida have a new head coach by then? Right? What will LSU? Will they continue to trend A&M. upwards? A and M, yeah. Chris mentioned A and M. I mean, there's a handful of teams that sure it may be scary or even not scary right now, but by the time 2024 rolls around, it could be an entire different team and program. Yeah, and to my point, you know, that's what I was kind of saying with Auburn. Like, right now, at Auburn in 2024, looks like a doable game for a lot of folks. But what if you get this train up and running? And you're talking about Peyton Thorne, you know, taking the conference by storm in year one. And then, you know, by his senior year, he's uh, he's one of the best quarterbacks out there uh, in the SEC. I mean, that certainly could be the case. So, you're right. I mean, there's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot that could go very good. There's a lot that could go very bad. So, it's just going to be interesting to see how this year plays out. Uh, before we start making you know huge sweeping judgments about what could happen in 2024. And besides all of the all the unknown factors for 2024, speaking of Auburn, they drew for the home games, they drew Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, and Vanderbilt. On the road, they have to go to Alabama and Georgia, which we knew was going to happen, and then Kentucky and Missouri. Seems to us, we've been talking about it all day long, seems to us that Auburn may have actually taken a step towards an easier schedule from what we've seen over the past 10 or 15 years. Yeah, because the, the, the understanding is if you weren't going to lose Georgia and Alabama, this is still going to be a brutal schedule. The, the hope was, you, you know, you avoid any of the, the huge you know, pitfalls of, of tougher teams in the mix. And to your point, you know, those, those road games are doable. You can win at Kentucky. Um, you know, what was it, Mizzou was the other one? I mean, those are all winnable winnable games. So, again, it's still going to be tough trying to beat Georgia and, and Alabama, but let's see what Philip Montgomery and Hugh can do here in year one. And if they can get this offense up and running and, and back to that standard that he had at, at Liberty and Ole Miss, man, they're uh, uh, Auburn's going to be a problem for a lot of teams. So, you're right. It's uh, On paper, all things considered, if you can't get Bama and Georgia off the schedule, um, I, I think they kind of luck out. When you look at um, some of maybe the teams that don't get talked about as much uh, with their schedules, I mean, with the draw that a team like Vanderbilt gets, is there any hope of Vanderbilt being able to crawl out of this just kind of pit in the bottom two of the SEC that they've been stuck in for a while? No, it, it's going to be tough. I mean, Clark Lee's doing the best job yeah. he can. I mean, he's got he's got a good recruiting class coming in, but – at the end of the day, it's a bunch of three and four stars. And, you know, unless they land a big five star, you know, quarterback or receiver or running back, I just, it's going to be tough, man. And, and, and adding Texas and Oklahoma, I said this all along, someone has to suck. Someone has to be bad. And, you know, that's why I kept saying if you can add a, a Wake Forest or an Indiana or, a, you know, something like that, that, that's doable. But you had a, two monster brands like Oklahoma and Texas, they're not coming to the SEC to suck. Like, they're coming here to win, too. So, it just becomes tougher on everybody, and unfortunately, Vanderbilt seems like that team that's going to have to eat it. And it's not just going to be them. There's going to be other teams that, that falter as well. And the fear is, you know, who's who's going to be that team? Is it is it South Carolina? Is it Kentucky? Is it, you know, Missouri? Someone else is going to have to stink because, you know, if the good teams are going to be racking up Ws, there's going to be other teams with a lot of Ls 
And Chris, when you look at the schedule, we're talking to Chris Gordy, host of Locked on SEC. Chris, the the thing that the SEC said they were focusing on were the primary and secondary rivalries from all the current SEC teams. Which games and rivalries are you glad to see remained on the 24 schedule? And then are there a couple of them that you were sort of sad to see disappear? Yeah, I mean, obviously all the big ones. I mean, we knew the Iron Bowl, but they were still able to keep Alabama, Tennessee. Um, you know, getting Texas versus Texas A&M back is huge, and tip of the cap to Ross Bjork. He won that battle. I mean, he had been complaining for months, saying, hey, you know, if, if little brother or, or big brother, however you want to view it, follows us to the SEC, we better get the first matchup in Kyle Field, because I think Greg McElroy put it out last time Texas and Texas A&M played, it was at Kyle Field in 2011. So, you know, if we're going alternating, uh, you know, trying to be fair, uh, this next matchup should have been in Austin. But Ross York and A&M were saying, no, 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 we came to the SEC first. They should have to come to our place if they're coming to follow us. And so uh, A&M, Ross York went out. Uh, A&M is going to host Texas in 2024. I cannot wait to get that rivalry back. I mean, someone will probably die in, in a College Station that night because that is a rivalry that, again, runs as deep and with so much hatred and just seething uh, you know, like I said, hatred between the two fan bases, it's, it's real. I mean, it's as real as the Iron Bowl and other ones. So uh, excited to have that one back. You know, we, they were still able to keep LSU in Florida. That's kind of an underrated rivalry. Uh, keep that one going. But like I said, the ones earlier, I mean, losing, uh, losing Alabama Ole Miss is disappointing. And then losing LSU-Auburn, people forget from the early 2000s to about, you know, the mid, mid to late 2000s when Saban uh, showed up at Alabama, the West was decided basically between LSU and Auburn year in and year out. I mean, those, those matchups between Tommy Tupperville and Les Miles, that, that decided the SEC West winner for, for many of those years. Yeah, so no doubt. Kind of to lose that matchup, it kind of stinks because it's always been a fun one. But, uh, you know, look, they'll, they'll play each other again. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens if we get back to a nine-game schedule. Maybe we see, uh, see more teams a little bit more often. Chris, I'm curious your opinion on this. You, you brought up uh, the the safety of people at the Texas Texas A and M game. I want to bring up the safety of a high school recruit, Austin Simmons, the 2025 Florida quarterback commit that is being rumored to reclassify to 2023 and will be on campus this fall. Why is that happening, and is that a good idea at all? Yeah, I, I didn't hear about that. I it's it's so weird. I was asking somebody about this a few weeks ago. I was like. What? How does it work where you can reclassify? Like I remember my years in high school, there was never any mention of graduating <laughs> early or hey, you, you want to load up with some classwork on the fall so you can get out of here in the spring? Like we, that was never even discussed. So I don't, I don't know how they do this. You know, that, there was some basketball commit. I think it was for Kentucky that mm-hmm. they're like, oh yeah, he's uh, he was going to get there in twenty twenty four, but he's reclassifying. He'll be on campus this fall. It's like, how did he just skip his whole senior year? Like how does that work? So. I don't know. It, it doesn't make much sense to me, but um, hey, look, it, 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 I, I cannot see an early enrollee, no matter when he gets on campus, a, a quarterback competing for a job that what? that quickly. So he should be going into his junior year of high school, and he's going to be on campus this fall. That's crazy. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense to me. Except maybe there's a case of he took accelerated coursework, like maybe he was in all honors classes as a freshman and a sophomore. I don't know. But to me, it's I, – I, and look, I like that, you know, a lot of these schools do get the early enrollees. Some kids get there so early they get to take part in bowl practice and, and get to go through that and then all the spring. But 
man, there's so much stuff in your senior year, particularly prom and graduation and all of that. Like, stay in school, enjoy it. Because 20, 30 years from now, you'll look back and you'll, 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 there's memories you missed out on. And yeah, did you get a jump start in your college career, your football career? I, I guess. But at the end of the day, man, savor the moment, enjoy everything. And, and it's just a weird, weird thing. And I'm glad y'all brought it up because it's just been popping up more and more of early enrollees. And I'm just like, in what world is this happening where guys just keep getting to skip the last you know, half year or full year of high school? If I had that option, I would have jumped on it so quick, it would have been unbelievable. There's no doubt about it. I would have done whatever it took to get out of high school a little bit quicker. But talking to Chris Gordy, yeah. uh, I would, man. I absolutely would. Get out of high school a little bit sooner, <laughs> no doubt. But, uh, hey, Chris Gordy, host of Locked on SEC. One more thing before we let you get out of here. Uh, the College World Series in Omaha, it, it is still happening, believe it or not. Uh, you have Florida, LSU, and Tennessee, three of the SEC squads there in the College World Series. Uh, I know it goes on uh, for, for a little bit, but... But do you think that it is SEC or the field when it comes to the national champion? Yeah, I'd love to see an SEC team hold up the trophy when it's all said and done. I mean, you got three really good teams. LSU, who was the number one team for so much of this year, um, you know, they, they did the right thing. They faltered down the stretch, and Wake Forest now has the onus of being the uh, – or, or not Wake Forest. Um, uh, yeah, Wake Forest, they, they're the number one seed. Like, the fear is, like, you don't want to be the number one seed because typically the number one seed doesn't win at all in Omaha. So LSU took care of that. But the fortunate thing for Tennessee is, you know, Tony Vitello and crew, they were the favorite last year. They fall short. This year they get there when they're not even expecting to get to Omaha. But, man, they're deep pitching-wise. I just wonder, going up against Paul Skeens on Saturday night, that's going to be brutally tough. But I like Tennessee's pitching depth with Dolander and Burns. Like, I think they've got enough pitching to come out of the loser's bracket. So, you know, look, if it ends up Tennessee or LSU coming out of that side, if Florida out of the other side, we could end up with an all-SEC championship. So, um, look, all three teams are capable. I like what we saw from Florida's pitching uh, throughout the Super Regional. Dominant, dominant effort in how they swept South Carolina. So, uh, if anybody's tournament, I like LSU. They got the, you know, the National Pitcher of the Year in Schemes, the National Player of the Year in, in Paul Schemes. I mean, they just... They got talent up and down. And the, what Nick Mingione said the other night, the Kentucky head coach, he said, man, Seven, eight, nine in that LSU lineup is as dangerous as one, two, three. Um, you know, I think they scored 14 runs in game one against Kentucky, and seven of those runs came from those seven, eight, nine hitters. So, uh, yeah, I, I like LSU. I'll stick with them as the favorite. But, yeah, I, I feel pretty good about the SEC's chances for bringing home the trophy. Chris Gordy, host of Locked on SEC, joins us every Thursday at 3.30 here on On the Line. Chris, always enjoy talking to you, man. Let everybody know where they can find you, all your great work, and what's coming up. Yeah, just search Locked on SEC wherever you get your podcasts. We've got a YouTube version up today of uh, all of our analysts, almost all of our hosts across the Locked on Network that cover SEC schools. we uh, got everybody's opinion on the schedules, uh, including our buddy Zach Blocker. He does Locked on Auburn. So go check that out wherever you get your podcasts. There you go. Should be fantastic. Man, we appreciate you as always. We'll talk to you next Thursday, all right? All right, thanks, guys. That is Chris Gordy, host of Locked on SEC. Go check him out. Uh, does fantastic work uh, talking all things SEC in the Southeastern Conference. We'll take our final break, come back, wrap it up here on the Thursday edition of On the Line. Thompson Electric wants to thank everyone who voted during the Best of Auburn Opelika 2023. Voted Best Electrical Company. Thank you to the amazing customers and community for supporting Thompson Electric. Serving Lee County since 2005. Thompson Electric voted Best Electrical Company of 2023. 
Walk On Sports Bistro puts everything we've got into bringing you game day with a taste of Louisiana. Check out our new menu. Join us for lunch and dig into our mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine like Tuscan chicken, Cajun Diaz, and Angry Gator tacos. Plus, free mozzarella logs if you get the loyalty app. Walk On Sports Bistro, 3041 Caps Way in Opelika. That's Walk On Sports Bistro, 3041 Caps Way in Opelika. Save up to 50% on a hot tub or swim spa at the Hot Tub and Swim Spa Blowout Expo this weekend at the Bottling Plant Event Center. Browse the largest display of hot tubs and swim spas in the region from five major brands at huge savings. See swim spas in action offering exercise, therapy, and fun all year long. Browse over 30 hot tubs from major brands at huge discounts. Financing is available and show admission is free. That's the Hot Tub and Swim Spa Blowout Expo this weekend at the Bottling Plant Event Center in Opelika. Visit SpaExpo.com. That's SpaExpo.com. Auburn University Credit Union would like to say thank you for everyone who voted AUCU for Best Auto Loan and Best Credit Union in the Best of Auburn Opelika promotion. Auburn University Credit Union, finance with family. Visit myaucu.org. This is not a drill. Right now when you order Domino's online, everything on the menu is 20% off. Pizzas, 20% off. Specialty pizzas like the Honolulu Hawaiian, 20% off. Anything that's not pizza, say delicious stuffed cheesy bread or mouth-watering wings, you know the drill, except it's not a drill. When you order online, everything is 20% off. Wait for it. Only at Domino's. You must select this limited time offer. Minimum purchase required for delivery. Prices, participation, delivery, and charges may vary. Online only. Discount based off the menu price of your order. Introducing Six Flags Plus. Your pass to a whole year of unlimited visits with access to all Six Flags theme parks and water parks. Plus priority entry, plus parking, plus in-park discounts on food and more. Plus amazing rides and awesome events you don't want to miss. Get all you love about Six Flags. The new Six Flags Plus. All of Six Flags, all year. Experience Six Flags Plus now for just $8.99 a month. See details at SixFlags.com. You are on the line on ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. Wrapping up the Thursday edition of On the Line, big thank you to Chris Gordy, host of Locked on SEC, who just got off the phone with us uh, talking SEC scheduling, uh, also talking about the College World Series because that gets underway tomorrow. And, of course, three SEC teams, Florida, LSU, and Tennessee, are in it. And uh, I think they have a really good chance uh, for one of those teams to win it all. So we appreciate Chris joining us as he does every single Thursday. If you missed that interview, any of our talks with Lance Dahl back in hour number one of Locked on Kentucky and... And, uh, of Auburn Daily. Be sure you catch up with the podcast today, ESPNAU.com, or just search on the line wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple, uh, again, wherever you get your podcasts, just search on the line. Uh, been a great show today. We talked a lot of scheduling because that's been the hottest topic. We talked about Auburn's win in the recruiting tra- uh, the recruiting trail, a recruiting battle, if you will, uh, with Georgia, as Joseph Phillips, the four-star linebacker, has committed to play for Auburn, chose Auburn over Georgia. Georgia, a guy that the dogs wanted really, really bad. And so we talked about that uh, early on in hour number one. We'll talk some more about it tomorrow, I would assume, as well. But lots of scheduling talk today. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, so be sure you go and catch it with the podcast at ESPNAU.com. Again, uh, I just want to note one more time. I know we have a few more minutes. The Auburn schedule in 24, we don't know the actual schedule. We don't know how it's all going to be laid out. 
We know the opponents, who you play, and where you play them. Arkansas at home, Oklahoma, A&M, Vanderbilt, all those are home games. On the road, you've got Alabama, Georgia, Kentucky, and Missouri. The thought for me was that Auburn would have Florida come into Jordan-Hare, which I really, really wanted. And as the day went on, I felt that Auburn was going to end up playing on the road at Tennessee, and I was going to be upset about it. But at the end of the day... I wanted Florida to come to Auburn. Really I, wanted, I wanted Florida to come to Auburn. I would rather have seen that than the Arkansas game. I just, I've just i said this. The Arkansas game does not get me excited. I don't care. I literally do not care about the Arkansas game because you've played them so much. Not that I don't care about Arkansas. It's just Auburn has played them so many times, and it's every year. I wanted This was a perfect opportunity for, for the SEC to do a couple of things. Send Florida to Auburn. Send Georgia to Texas A&M. Those are the two big ones for me. Those two games should have happened, in my opinion. But when you look at the Auburn football schedule and the opponents in 2024, when you look at this from a winning standpoint, Auburn's in a really good spot. Take away the Alabama and Georgia games on the road because there's, those are going to be tough regardless. Your two other road games are Kentucky and Missouri. Very, very winnable. Your home games are Arkansas, Oklahoma, A&M, and Vanderbilt. Two of those are very winnable. I think three of them are pretty winnable. And then your other one, you should have a good chance being at home. And so from a winning standpoint, from a growth standpoint, from a building standpoint of a program and what would be year two under Hugh Freeze, you can't be super mad about the Auburn schedule, especially compared to what we've seen in the past. Yeah, no, I think that this is an easier schedule than what we've typically seen. And I think uh, if Auburn can continue to stack talent, bring in guys through the high school ranks, bring in guys through uh, the transfer portal, Auburn can position itself to, I think, we, we can talk about 8-4 and four being the floor in 2024 and the potential to go 9-3, and 10-2. and two. I think it's a little early to do that this year. Uh, I think your ceiling's probably 9-3, and three, but I think your floor is probably 6-6. Six and six. But this program's on the rise. And as long as you got Hugh Freeze out there winning recruiting battles like he did today with Joseph Phillips against Georgia, against Kirby Smart, you got to feel pretty good. And um, I'm excited to see what happens next. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, man. I'm just looking forward, forward to seeing what Hugh Freeze, a coach that understands Auburn, that puts in the work, puts in the effort, can develop his quarterback. I don't. We don't know what the ceiling of that is. And we can talk about that tomorrow when it comes to the schedule and recruiting. That'll all be coming up on the Friday edition of On the Line, two to four, right here on ESPN 106.7. Until then, stay safe. I'll talk to you later.